What happened? I was sitting on the couch, like, researching my notes for this episode. Uh-huh. And I swear to fucking God, I heard a gunshot go off. God damn! Oh, shit. In my neighborhood, which is normal for your neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> but not yours. <laughs> but mine is, like, uh, some asshole lit off some, like, firecrackers. But this is, like, a... One like an loud, actual gunshot. Yeah, either a gunshot yeah. or a small bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it was Friday night. So, <laughs> yeah, so normal. And I was like, what the fuck? And then Lee, like, muted the TV and we were, like, listening forever. And I was like, I don't want to be by the window because what if I get shot with a stray bullet? That was, like, my first thought. Uh-huh. Which is not a normal first thought to have. No. Also, <laughs> not a normal first thought to think it's a gunshot. It was probably, like, a backfire. <laughs> <laughs> it's debatable. My dad used to tell me the way that you can tell if it's a gunshot is generally you'll hear more than one. Yeah. Like, nobody just shoots someone once unless it's a suicide. Ooh, maybe it was a suicide, but yeah. it was loud as fuck. But so. if it was a suicide, then you don't have to worry about that person coming after you. That's true. And then I did hear cops right after, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm, something there happened. You go. All week, I've been hanging out with a homicide detective. Ooh. <laughs> because it's time for golf tournaments and stuff. Uh-huh. And so I'm making a bunch of golf tournament signs. And, and homicide he... detectives golf. golf. Yeah, he does. He golfs plural. all the time. And so he's like been at my shop every day and he just hangs out because i think he has nothing else to do like he takes Aww. time off of work to do this plus you're a pretty lady and you're like tell me about death fucking okay <laughs> so i don't want to be creepy i don't want to be like any good cases you got going on <laughs> and like he doesn't know about the podcast and i'm not gonna tell him like that's so weird right oh man you should yeah. but he's been on like 2020 or whatever Ooh. like yeah but he answered the phone and he was, like, sitting right next to me. And he answered the phone. And it was someone from his work or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I interviewed the suspect this morning. <gasps> and I was like, this is it. And I'm trying to pretend that I'm still working but totally listening. Super distracted. Yeah. And he's like, no, I mean, he's not dumb. He's a really smart guy. <laughs> he just thinks differently. He's, he thought he was protecting his country. And I was like, oh, what the fuck did this guy do? Oh, my God. Yeah. What if this guy's like stringing you along and he doesn't really do any of this? Right. And that was like a fake conversation. I don't know. I've seen him with his gun and all dressed nice like a detective. Yeah, that's part of the... Yeah, he has like a long coat. And I'm like, this is obviously you do. Like a duster? (laughs) Like a duster, but like like, more like a pea coat, you know? What if he like pulled out a fucking magnifying glass? That's how you know (laughs) that he's faking it. He has like the Sherlock hat. <laughs> like a pipe. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, he has a mustache. I should get him a pipe. Ooh. Like, just one with bubbles coming out. <laughs> and a magnifying glass. Yeah. But he came on Friday and I was alone on Friday. Uh-huh. And so I had the door locked because I'm like not in the greatest of areas. Yeah. And so I don't want to get fucking murdered. Yeah. And I knew he was coming, but I was like, well, I'll hear him or whatever, right? I'll unlock it when he gets here. Yeah. And so I had my headphones in so that I could totally hear someone coming. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts like banging on the garage door and I'm like, oh shit. And so I go and open it. And he's like, you scared me. I thought you weren't here. And I was like, oh no, no. I just didn't want you to have to investigate my death. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't want to get murdered. And he goes, that's really smart. And I was oh like, my God. oh fuck, he's going to wear it? your skin. 
Uh, I don't think he will. He's really nice. I'm just suspicious of everybody. I know. But that props to you. You got like props from a detective. Yeah. Like, that's really smart. Yeah. But then it made me more nervous because I was like, is it smart? Like I'm not overreacting. Yeah. Like, you think I'm going to die here? Yeah. <laughs> you exactly. Die here? He knows what's in that neighborhood. That's where he fucking detects. Like, uh, can we come up with a secret <laughs> handshake? That's where he detects. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, let's get our goddamns on the road. All right, what you got for me, Stacy? I'm going to go first. Huh? Yeah, you are. Okay, mine's really gross. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. What is it? <laughs> it's like really gross. What is it? <laughs> All right, more bathroom talk about my work. Uh-huh. Oh, Fair no. warning, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so at my work, we have like one of those bathrooms with like four stalls or some shit when you walk in. Yeah. And so my go-to stall is always the first one. Don't know why. Just fucking go right in there. And I waltz right in. You and the rest of the population, by the way. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, that's probably not a good idea. But I'm always just like, turn, turn, bam, in. Yeah. Know? No, I go for like the third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mix it up, to be honest. But usually, I'd say if I had to count, I hit the first one the most. But you are <laughs> pregnant, so... I just got to pee. Extra waddling isn't necessary. No, I just got to pee and get the shit out of me. Yep. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I'm walking into the restroom and I like walk straight for the toilet and then I pivot and in my pivot, I notice there's something on the ground. (gasps) No. Yes. And I noticed that I had stepped in it. No. And it was fucking blood. It was like a murder scene in the bathroom. What? Like whoever was on their fucking period just like ripped their pants down halfway through the goddamn stall and started bleeding everywhere. It what? Was, it wasn't on the toilet at all. What? But it was like all over the floor. And like it, they were just standing there with a skirt on or no pants on? I guess. I don't know what the fucking scenario could be. I was like trying to think and like reenact it in my brain. Like you pull your pants down, you squat and you start walking backwards for the toilet. Like what scenario do you get blood all over the ground? But it would have been on the toilet seat unless they wiped the toilet seat. Being but like, it would have had to like drip down the toilet seat or something. That is so It was gross. a lot of blood. And here's the worst part. Uh-huh. There were chunks. <gasps> Like, I was going to say, maybe it was like a nosebleed. No, there w- it was period blood. That is so gross. It was period blood. And I stepped in it. Ew. And I like, ah, like wanted to get out of the stall as fast as I could. And so I ripped the door open and I start walking and I like walk and smush my foot at the same time to get the yeah. blood off my shoe. And I'm making little fucking stamp prints oh. all over the goddamn bathroom. And I'm so grossed out. And I had to pee really, really fucking bad. So then I like run to the furthest stall as if it, like it'll get me far away from that monstrosity. Yeah. And I go pee and I walk out and I'm walking down the hallway and I walk past my coworker's office uh-huh. and I poke my head in and I'm like, the fucking worst thing just happened to me. Like, I have to tell someone. Yeah. I can't, can't just keep just... this to myself. No, that's how murderers are born. Bottling that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been traumatized. I will get PTSD if I don't talk about this. Yeah. So she comes into my office because she shares an office with a guy and I do too, but he was on he break or whatever <laughs> yeah well, well, he might care but he would he, care a lot about that but he, he was objected to it yeah <laughs> i would just say it in front of him but anyway he wasn't there and so she comes into my office and i was like dude i just fucking stepped in period blood like watch out for that first stall and she had the same reaction as you like what how does that happen we we're trying to figure it out and i lift up my foot <gasps> And there's still blood on my that shoe. so fucking gross. I had someone's vagina leakage <gasps> all over the bottom of my foot. <gasps> I was like, this is a biohazard. 
what the <laughs> fuck did you like retrace your steps and see blood prints like in footprints coming to your fucking office because then you're gonna look like the culprit <laughs> well the footprints stopped in the bathroom like i kept smushing my foot around until they stopped oh my god yeah and then I thought it was all gone. I didn't think to look at my shoe. But so we're in my office and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like stepping this fucking period blood all over my carpet. Like, ew, 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 get it yeah. off my foot. And so I have Clorox wipes in my desk, uh-huh. but I was all out. <gasps> but my fucking office roomie has some and I knew where they were at. So I totally like broke into his desk <laughs> and I grabbed a couple and I threw it on the floor and I stepped on it. And my coworker was like, I swear to fucking God, if you pull your foot away and it's bloody, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. And I picked my foot up and it was like smeared in blood. Oh, that is, those shoes are garbage. <laughs> you I need said. to throw those away. That's what I, they're here right now on your floor. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> it's like you brought that shit in my house. <laughs> I was like, when I go home, I'm fucking taking these shoes off at the door. Like that yeah. is so gross. That is so gross. I forgot to. But this happened at, like, the beginning of the day. So I'm sure I, like, scuffed it off as I walked along. But you're right. But here's the fucking kicker. It happened two more times. What? Like, I... I didn't step in it. Is someone at your office like a newly born female? Or, I, I know like, their fucking cycle. I'll tell you that much. Because it's not chunky anymore. So they must be coming towards the end of it. That is fucking gross. Right? How does a person not know how to deal with that at this stage in their life? Like they're an adult. They work at a fucking place. I they have, have a job. No they're an adult. Idea. Listen, I get like accidents happen, whatever. I've never had Once. that level of an accident happen. But like you wipe it up then. And yeah. there's no way you're missing it. But that even is disgusting. Up till yesterday. So... Friday I walked into a stall and there was blood all over the floor and I was like are you fucking serious how I don't know girls are fucking garbage and she hit up multiple stalls like it wasn't just the first one yeah you got because that one had blood in it (laughs) (laughs) yeah I gotta go to a different one all I want to say is thank fuck for janitors like they do not get enough fucking street cred God's work (laughs) they don't get paid enough no not for shit like that that's human fucking waste oh my god well goddamn, that's awful I'm fucking traumatized did you burn the shoes no I still have them gross yep I mean I Clorox them and then I scuffed them up in the dirt and you have to remember I used to be a caregiver so I've seen a lot worse yeah just as really gross when you're stepping in someone else's period blood slipping around in it <laughs> you gotta fucking murder slip and slide Ugh, in that is so gross well my goddamn is way less uh exciting than, yeah. <laughs> give me your goddamn Aaron. my kid told my husband no daddy shut up oh, oh what and he's still alive yeah <laughs> i was like oh no and that oh, was the first man. time that i like <gasps> you definitely can't laugh but yeah. he used it in like the appropriate context and everything <laughs> like it was so bad oh no we couldn't laugh and i had to tell him like no that's mean you can't say that and then he just looked so sad and Aww. then it made me realize my kid goes to daycare and i think that's where he figured it out or whatever uh-huh but like i don't say shut up to my husband yeah but then i'm like oh some other kids parents say that their kid that yeah, yeah or say oh, it to their kid or something like that. yeah it made me like go down this whole dark rabbit hole and where i'm like other kids parents are going to have an effect on my kid and how other parents treat their kids is going to have an effect on my kid just because they interact isn't that crazy exactly like it's a whole fucking circle of life shit going on oh man isn't it crazy but i felt so bad for him because you could tell like he said a thing and was like hell yeah i said it right yeah and i did like it was in the right context and he enunciated it (laughs) and i was just like oh shit no this is one you can say yeah well you did the right thing yeah he'll grow up to be a respectable human being hopefully (laughs) that's all i can hope all right 
Welcome to episode 36. Oh yeah, the intro. (laughs) (laughs) Glad we got that out of the way. (laughs) And there it went, guys. (laughs) Uh, You want to hear about some murder? Duh, that's what I come here for. It is literally why you come to my house. Legitimately. (laughs) Never been here so many times until we started a podcast. Exactly. (laughs) All right, lady. Okay, give it to me. All right, well. My story today is about Andre Chikatilo. 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 All right, Andre. 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 Where the hell is my chiffon? (laughs) (laughs) So, this story takes place in Russia. Oh, Russia. Where all the best fucking murders take place. Seriously. (laughs) No fucking joke. Between 1978 and 1990. Oh, shit. That's a big span. Yeah. It's like 12 years of fucking murdering. Yeah. Side note, I didn't write down all of the victims' names uh-huh. because in my true fashion, I chose one with, like, fucking 56. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they're all Russian names, so I wrote down some of them. The ones you could pronounce? Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that I felt pretty confident about, but also that, like, there's a whole list online. It You should go look at it and read them and memorize them because it's really sad, right? Yeah. Go pay your respects. Yeah, go pay your respects there. But Erin's not paying them here because she doesn't want to try to say them all. Also, I got to, like, page seven, and I was like, I can't say every single one. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, that's true. I can't do this. That's true. I'm sure everybody understands. Yeah. And nobody's, like, going to r- write them down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't like, know. Maybe. We send flowers. <laughs> so You don't know our listeners. Maybe. That's true. We do have really, really, really nice listeners. Our fucking listeners are the best so maybe they would send flowers so this guy was known as the rostov ripper or the butcher of rostov rostov yes or the red ripper but oh my god yeah he had a lot of names (laughs) the red river was strong in my office bathroom (laughs) this week you did have a red ripper in your office that is so fucking gross yeah it is okay so this guy was born in 1936 in ukraine and he grew up super poor his family would go without food they lived in a one-room hut oh man him his dad and his mom he claimed to have not eaten bread until age 12 oh which i just thought was a weird fame (laughs) yeah like a weird fact but also i guess that would tell you how poor you are i guess bread's expensive is it i I would think bread is the only thing that you could eat Maybe maybe potatoes if you had access to bread yeah But he would eat grass and leaves so that he didn't starve. Oh my god, that's really sad. Super fucking sad. Oh, jeez. Andre was told by his mom that before he was born, he had a brother that had been kidnapped and (gasps) eaten by (gasps) starving neighbors. No! When he was only four years old. Is that a true story? The police, and whomever has looked into it, has no proof that this brother ever actually existed. But it's fucking Russia. But it's fucking Russia. And also, nonetheless, I feel like a story like that would probably have some sort of negative effect on your child. Yeah. Like, fucking traumatizing. (laughs) Yeah, why would she tell him that? I don't know. Maybe to, like, keep him in line or just to be like, you think you're hungry. Yeah. (laughs) You think you got it bad. Our town was so hungry one time they ate your little brother. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? Or older brother. But, I mean, it's a lot of food. Unless they're skinny. (laughs) So... Oh That's my god. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he was also in Ukraine during World War II and the Nazi occupation of Ukraine. Mm, that doesn't when sound he fun. No, when he was between like ages 5 to 9 was Ugh. the war. 
Those are some impressionable years. Yeah. And his dad was drafted into the Red Army to fight against the Nazis. I had to look up because I was like, I know about World War Two, And then yeah, all, all it was was like the Red Army. He fought for fucking Ukraine. And I was like, what side was Ukraine on? <laughs> Where I don't know either, which um, is sad, but I'm really bad at history. I took a fucking history of the Holocaust class, but I could tell you what happened during the Holocaust. But then when it comes to like the... Like, any other part of the world other than, like, Germany. <laughs> well, even, like, the fighting part of it. Like, this, or these friends. people fought with these people. I'm like, I don't know where that is. Because yeah. then it was like, oh, it was with the Soviet Soviet Union. And I'm like, and that is uh, which one? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm with you so far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for, formerly well, Soviet Union. And now is yeah, the... It's the, the fucking tricky part, right? You're like, uh... Was it the USSR? Yeah. Like, I don't... So, the, so then I feel super dumb, like, Googling, like, what side did the Soviet Union... What side did the Red Army fight for? And everyone's like, they fought in World War Two, And I'm like, yeah, but okay. which side? <laughs> and they're like, the communists. And I'm like, was that them or not them? <laughs> Dude, you know everybody listening right now is having a fucking heart attack. I know. But, but listen. I was just going to say that. I'm pretty. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say we're smart in other areas. Like, ask us a fucking math question or science question and we're on it. Ask us history or geography and we're I'm like, so bad. I'm sorry, where? <laughs> so fucking stupid. Even like American geography, people are like, oh, I'm from Tennessee. And I'm like, mm hmm. What coast is that on? <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm sorry, everybody. We're just really fucking sorry. Listen, I can draw... She's pretty. Pretty pictures. Yeah, you can draw pretty pictures. Yeah. That's my job. I'm an artist. I don't have to be smart. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I bring to this table, but... <laughs> You're also pretty. Don't stupid. worry. <laughs> All right. Anyway, back to the goddamn podcast. Okay. <laughs> sorry for all of the tangents today. I'm not. We're feeling frisky. Woo! <laughs> so... His dad went to fight for the Red Army, and he said he saw, quote, horrors. Horrors. Not horrors. <laughs> Not horrors. <laughs> so he had also witnessed bombings and fires and shootings, and him and his mom would have to hide in cellars and ditches from, like, oh. the bombings and stuff. Oh, that's so sad. At one point, their hut was even burned down, and oh. him and his mom watched that happen. No. So, since his dad was drafted into the army, Andre and his mom shared the bed in the one-room hut. Uh-huh. And he was a chronic bedwetter. Aw, that's how they all start. Yeah, that's one of the three fucking signs. Yeah. Some guy has some serial killer signs, and that's one of them. Not to say if your baby is wet in the bed that they're going to be a serial killer, but... <laughs> no, but this is between the ages of five and nine. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and he had so many traumatic fucking events happen. Exactly. Well, his mom didn't make it any better because... She Instead of being like, oh, sweet baby, why are you scared? Or anything like that. She would beat him and ridicule him. <gasps> oh, that's so sad. So that probably made it worse. Didn't help. And then in 1943, Andre's mom gave birth to a little girl. But his dad was off at war. Yes, that doesn't really add up. Yeah, the math doesn't add up on that. But I guess many Ukrainian ladies were raped by German soldiers. Ah. So it's possible that that's how she got pregnant. That's so sad. If that's the possibility that we're going with, it was a one-bedroom hut. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking of. And it's probable that he witnessed that rape. Oh, God, and they shared a bed. Ew, gross. Yeah. If it happened on the bed. I mean, I guess it could have been anywhere, but it was just a one-room hut. Like, unless he anywhere ran out or something. <laughs> I don't think... I think seeing your mom get raped... Oh, would God. be pretty psychy fucking. fucking traumatic yeah yeah 
So then in school, Andre was known to faint from hunger because they were oh poor. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which, uh, how we guys. met. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, not exactly met, but how we became friends. Yeah. More friends. Yeah, I was like, Started uh, the second time. More. Yeah. The second time. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, that was senior year. Stacy fainted in the bathroom in high school. Yep. We're just going to air out all your dirty secrets. That's cool. It's not like I was doing drugs or anything cool. No, she just was hungry. <laughs> I was so hungry. I didn't feel hungry. It's hypoglycemic. Yeah. The nurse is like, did you eat? And you're like, chips. <laughs> That's all I ever fucking eat, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And she's like, you have to eat something healthy. And I was like, they were sun chips. <laughs> That's pretty healthy. That was a biodegradable bag. That was literally my response. And she was so fucking disappointed. Yeah. Anyway. Back to him fainting at school. Back to him fainting Andre. at school. Andre. Yeah. That obviously caused him to be bullied at school. But his teacher said that he was a really good student. And then at home, he didn't have it any easier because his mom was a total bitch. And (laughs) (laughs) those are my words. Yep. And him and his sister were constantly being berated by her. Aw. On the reverse side of that, though, their dad was really nice, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. That is not expected. No, I didn't think so either. But, I mean, if you get enough bad stuff from one parent, it's bound to make an impression. That's right. Not to say that this whole thing is caused by the mom, but I mean, maybe, who knows? But maybe she caused this whole thing. I'm not a doctor. (laughs) As we have fucking established. Geographist. Yeah, I'm not that either. (laughs) That's not what they're called at all. Not at all. So when he was a teenager, he suffered from chronic impotence. Oh, that's a sad thing to suffer from. So I bad. think we suffer from that, too. <laughs> uh, isn't impotence not being able to get it up? Uh, I was thinking incompetence. Yeah. I was like, we don't suffer from that. <laughs> I suffer from that. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, how old was he? He was a teenager. So he's, like, going oh. through puberty, and he couldn't keep an erection. How would you notice that? I don't I feel know. Like you'd be like, this is a new thing. I don't know what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. Okay. So it didn't help his self-esteem. And then when he was 17, he jumped on an 11-year-old girl <gasps> who was a friend of his little sister and, quote, wrestled her to the ground. Ugh. And he came while she what? was struggling in his arms. Ew. Ew. <laughs> okay. What? Did he have pants on? I have so many questions. I, I imagine so. And how did... So he admitted this later in yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I fucking wrestled a little girl and I jizzed in my pants. Yeah, like, he was like, he fucking tackled her and like <sighs> wrestled her down and then was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> God. It's so weird that, I mean, obviously it made a lasting impression in his memory to yeah. recall this later on. So when he was 19, he got into his first relationship with a 17-year-old girl and they tried to bone on three separate occasions and each time he couldn't keep it up. Uh-huh. And so she ended up breaking up with him after 18 months, which wow. as a 19 year old boy, like that's got to suck, you yeah. know, like they're trying to do it and like, he wants all to do I it. want in life. Yeah. <laughs> like he's got the hormones to do it. Well, maybe not the hormones, but he's got the fucking drive. Yeah. The drive to do it. And his body is like, fuck you. Oh, wow. That sucks. So then he was drafted into the army in 1957 at the age of 21. Oh, wow. And when he finished his service, he went back to his hometown. He met a young lady back home, and they started dating, and they tried to have sexy time, but he couldn't keep his erection. Yeah. And so she asked her friends, like, for advice, just uh-huh. trying to, you know, I don't know, get a little help or something. Yeah. But that led to all of his friends knowing that he was impotent. Aw. Yeah. And so a quote from him later, he said, girls were going behind my back, whispering that I was impotent. I was so ashamed I tried to hang myself. <gasps> 
My oh. mother and some young neighbors pulled me out of the noose. Oh, my God. Well, I thought no one would want such a shamed man, so I had to run away from there, away from my homeland. Holy shit. So, it's really fucking with this guy's life, yeah. right? That's so sad. Yeah. There's pills now, guys. Yeah. Don't murder. Maybe. This is obviously yeah. where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then in 1963, he actually ended up marrying a lady named Feodosia. Ooh. Hmm. Who he had met through his little sister. And he was attracted to her, but he said that the marriage was basically like an arranged marriage by his sister and her husband. Oh, okay. Not entirely sure why, but it's like the a sister, blind date and they're like, Yeah, it's convenient enough. Basically, yeah. And the sister was like, I'm gonna find you a nice lady and he was just like, Whatever. <laughs> so they got married after two weeks of knowing each other. Whoa. Yeah. And they actually ended up having two kids. Oh, so you think so? He eventually kept it up long enough. Yeah, is that what you think? Or she like scooped it in her hoo ha? Or she had an affair? He still wasn't <laughs> able to maintain an erection. Oh no! But him and his wife agreed that in order to have kids, that he would come <laughs> and then push it inside. Her I was right <laughs> with his fingers. <laughs> I was right. It grosses hey, me out so much. Yeah, it worked, but it it's just like, grosses me out. It's like the old time turkey baster method. I just. You got scoop it. It's like it's gonna drip down your palm. Yeah, I just can't. And then you gotta shove it. Oh god! Like it's not on the tip of your finger. He it's held gonna... his child before the child was conceived. Well, that's a beautiful thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all day. <laughs> so, <laughs> on that fucking creepy ass note, he started teaching Russian language and literature. And he wasn't a great teacher because he was really shy and the kids would take advantage of him Ugh. and mock him. We all had those teachers. Yeah. And you'd be like, can you get the goddamn class in order? This shit sucks. Seriously. Like, I don't want to be here. It's yeah. just loud. Yep. In May of 1973, he was swimming with his students. And I don't know why they were swimming. Oh. Or what. <laughs> Summertime. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. So... While he was doing that, he grabbed a 15-year-old girl, and he groped her. He was grabbing her breasts and her hoo-ha, and she was struggling against him, like, get the fuck off of me. Oh, my God, ew. And he came. No, in the pool? Gross. First of all. a pond? I'm not sure where it was. Like, it could have been outside in a swimming hole. It doesn't matter. I don't want to be in the same fucking water as somebody else's jizz. But wait a minute, now I have a complex. Like, fucking... Like, how many men have jizzed in the pools that you've been in? Yeah. And, like, it gets in your mouth sometimes, the water? Oh, gross. You know when you're, like, swimming and you're, like, you spit it out? Okay, well, you know, like, the creepy guy that stands outside of, like, little kid's t-ball or whatever, and he's just, like, diddling himself? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, I just saw a video of one recently. <laughs> but it wasn't a little kid's you're t-ball. Like, that happened to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not normal? <laughs> it was, like, a, a high school track. Fucking gross. Or yeah. He was, like, and playing pocket pool? You, no, he had it out. <gasps> Stop And he was it. just, like, fucking going at it. Oh, my God. Like yeah. a gorilla? <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he was, did the gorilla movement. He was standing by a tree, and he was just, like, oh. And, no. uh, and someone was filming it, and so I watched that video. Who but the I imagine, fuck like, was, like, okay, I get filming it, but then were you, like, dude, stop it. Well, they called the cops. Ew. And then Ew. they filmed it, and Ew. then the cops Ew. came, and when he heard the sirens, he ran, and he wasn't <gasps> caught. No. Yeah, but I feel like that guy would totally jizz in a pool. Yeah, I hope I'm never in a pool with that guy. Well, I mean, I'll what if that know, guy's though. been in the pool before you? Ugh, gross. I mean, chlorine will kill it, but it's still there. I'm so traumatized right now. I know, but I feel like pools are probably all right. 
Like, no one's came in a private pool, unless it's the homeowners. The homeowners have probably come in their private pools. Yeah. Yeah. If you swim in someone else's pool. I bet every pool has fucking jizz in it. Every pool has jizz in it. Oh, my God. It's a new revelation. (laughs) Fuck that. (laughs) Gross. Um, So, no, you can't get pregnant because I've never gotten pregnant from swimming in somebody's pool. At any rate. My God. (laughs) A few months after that incident, he locked a girl in his classroom and he sexually assaulted her. No. And he wasn't punished for either of these incidences. Oh, it's, my God. <laughs> all of them. All of those. Even other teachers saw him touching himself while the students were around and nothing happened. Like, they were like, oh. what the fuck, bro? And he was like, sorry. I was just going to ask. Like, no one reported it or no one knew, but I yeah, guess Yeah, people they reported knew. it. Oh, my gosh. So, apparently, this is also like a boarding school because one of his responsibilities was to check and make sure that the students were in their dorms in the evening. Oh, God. That's the worst responsibility for him. For a fucking weirdo? Yeah. Yeah. And so he was obviously known to go into the girls' dorm and, like, I don't know if he would, like, bust in, but he would try and see them naked. Oh, my God. Trying to catch them unawares. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So there were a bunch of complaints about him at this point by the students. And so finally, the director of the school was like, yo, come in, let's have a meeting and talk about this. Yeah. And the director asked him to resign. And so he did. And he got a teaching job at another school. Oh, good. Fucking. Right after that, Why he was like, "Sorry, happen? deuces," and then went to another school. I don't know how that director wasn't like, "Hey, other school that you're now working at, don't let him work there." Here's some things. Maybe he, he shouldn't be around kids. He jizzes in pools. <laughs> so fortunately, he lost that other job due oh, to good. cutbacks, and then unfortunately, he found another job as a teacher. God like damn. right after. So fucking a lot of schools are just like, "Yeah, man, come on in. You seem like a totally solid guy." Yeah, I like you. I don't know why, but I like you. Come yeah. here. You seem like you might touch kids, but I'm okay with it. Come on in. <laughs> Stupid. So his teaching career finally ended in March of 1981 after several students came forward with child molestation charges against him. I'm so happy everybody's coming forward about it, and I'm very disappointed that it takes several before anything happens. Seriously. And, like, the ones that came forward before in the other school, he was just like, ah, resign, please. Yeah. With yeah. no fucking recourse to you. Yeah. yeah. That's so stupid. Super. So he's not a teacher anymore, and he became a supply clerk, and that job would allow him to travel around the Soviet Union, formerly known as. (laughs) Uh (laughs) On December 22nd, 1978, Andre committed his first murder. Uh Uh-oh. He lured a nine-year-old girl named (gasps) Yelena to his house that he had secretly bought, and he tried to rape her, but he couldn't get it up. (gasps) So he strangled her and he stabbed her three times in the stomach. Oh my god! And while she was struggling, <gasps> no, 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 he came. Ew, 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 ew. That's fucking awful. Why? Like, I knew the story was gonna go towards murder, but why fucking nine and then jizz involved? Come <laughs> the on, two man. worst things: Come children on. and jizz. Lord, I know it's actually really bad really bad so so probably should have put this warning at the beginning pretense (laughs) for what we're about to get into yeah what a dick yeah super dick right so then he threw her body into a nearby river and she was found two days later and there was like a shit ton of evidence against him in regards to her murder right god there was blood in the snow outside of his secret house and neighbors told police that he had been there that night so they're like yeah "Yeah, he was fucking there when this girl got murdered and there's her blood outside of his house jesus yelena's backpack was found at the end of the street 
at the edge of the river, which indicated that that was where she had been thrown in, which is like right fucking there to his house. Oh my God. He's not good at this. No. But it doesn't matter, I guess. I guess not. And neighbors also said that they saw a man matching his description walking with Yelena from the bus stop where she was last seen alive. Oh my god, that's so sad. So like, fucking in the bag, right? All this evidence against him. Yeah. And even with all of that, a 25-year-old man named Alexander Kravchenko Uh was arrested for the murder. (gasps) What? Because in his teens, he had raped and murdered a girl. Who knows how he was out? Like, I don't know <laughs> why he was out of prison. If they knew that he raped and murdered a girl? Yeah. Like, he went to prison for rape and murder, which another thing I read later, I'll talk about it a little bit, is that their maximum sentence, like, for a murder even, was 15 years. Oh, shit. Like, if you didn't get death, you got 15 years. Wow. So, what I mean, he's fuck? 25 now. What? So, I mean, maybe he didn't get the full 15. I don't you know. You can't rape at 10. I think you can. So, in a search of Alexander's home, they found blood on his wife's jumper, and DNA was able to determine that the blood type matched Yelena and Alexander's wife. Because all they could do was blood types. Oh, okay. And so, it's probable that she had cut herself while wearing her own jumper. Yeah. (laughs) And gotten her own blood on her own clothes. Got it. In her own home. Yeah. But... But maybe. But it also could have been Yelena's. Oh, God. And Alexander also had a really good alibi. He was with his wife and her friend all day, and the neighbors were able to verify that he had been at his home that night. Oh, my so God. So he wasn't doing the murdering. He wasn't doing the murdering. But police were able to threaten the wife and friend into turning on him and saying that he didn't get home until much later in the evening. Oh, that's so sad. Just so that they could, like... Have the deal and be done. Mm -hmm. And so since his alibi was ruined, he confessed to the murder because he's like, I mean, you'll get less sentence if you confess to it, I guess. Like not death, maybe. Yeah. And he later retracted his confession, but he was still convicted and he was sentenced to death. (gasps) It was later shortened to 15 years, which was the max at the time, like I talked about. Yeah. But Yelena's parents wanted justice and they thought you know the police were telling him that this is the guy that killed your daughter yeah so they were able to get him retried and he was sentenced to death again (gasps) and executed in july of 1983 oh my god and remember this guy wasn't innocent he had raped and murdered another girl in the past yeah but still but also he was innocent of this crime that he got executed for yep yep So, now we go back to Andre. Okay. Now that he had murdered someone, the only way that he could get off was by stabbing (sighs) women and children to death. No! Fucking gross. Super gross. I mean, he was able to get off before some sort of way, so just stick to that sort of way. Right? Like, just come in your hand and shove it in a person. Your wife, preferably. Yeah. If she's cool with it. (laughs) Yeah. Which sounds like the was. ultimate assault, just like fucking shoving does. jizz in people. It sounds so gross. So he later said that he had the urge to relive the experience, and it was overwhelming, and that he had originally tried to resist the urges, but he eventually just gave in to them. Ew. So on September 3rd, 1981, which was almost three years after Elena, Andre was leaving a library when he saw a 17-year-old girl named Larissa at a bus stop. He got her to go with him to a nearby forest under the guise of, like, 
let's go drink and relax. Don't do it. I have vodka. And when they got into the forest, he tackled her and tore off her clothes (gasps) and tried to rape her. No. But he couldn't get it up. Of course. So he shoved mud in her mouth to muffle her screaming. Yuck. And then he beat and strangled her to death. And he didn't have, like, a weapon on him other than a stick. So he mutilated her with said stick and his teeth. (gasps) He bit a nipple off her body. No. Off. No. Off. No. That's fucking gross. What? Then he covered her body with leaves, branches, and newspaper. Like, kind of (laughs) half-heartedly was just like, ah. Where did he get the newspaper from? Put this shit over there. I don't know. Maybe it was, like, in his coat pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was on the ground. I mean, you're in a forest. In the woods, yeah. I found porn in a forest before. (laughs) Not a forest. You almost got murdered. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's awful. Yeah. Did he do anything with the nipple, or did he just bit it off and, like, spit it off? I'll spit tell you all about what he did with the nipple after this. Ew, he made a coin purse. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. He spits it out into his hand. Keep this for later. Oh. Um, that's not what he did. Oh, my God. So she was found the next day. Oh, poor thing. And then June 12th, 1982, which was only nine months later, Andre was traveling for work, and he was taking the bus, and then a certain... And then at a certain point, he decided that he would walk the rest of the way. Uh-huh. And so while he was leaving the bus stop, he saw a 13-year-old girl named Lyubov, and she was walking home alone. So then when they were out of sight from any passerbys, he tackled her and oh dragged God. her into some nearby bushes. So that's the fucking quintessential guy walking behind you at a bus stop, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You're just walking home, nope. and there's a guy behind you, like, six paces back on the fucking sidewalk. Oh, no. yeah. yeah, that's terrifying. He stabbed her to death, and she was found on June 27th. She had 22 knife wounds. (gasps) She was stabbed and slashed in the head, neck, chest, and pelvic region. Oh, my God. The medical examiner also said that there was damage to the back of her skull, indicating that she had been attacked from behind, probably from the handle of the knife. Oh, shit. So, like, I don't know if he tried to, like, knock her out when he tackled her. Oh, my God. And she had several striations on Whoa. her eye sockets. What does that mean? That means that she had, like, knife cuts on her eye sockets. Like, in, in- the bones in her eyes. Inside her eye? Yeah. Were her eyes stabbed out? I'll tell you now because okay. it's... Relevant to our conversation. Relevant to right now. Yeah, is uh. that he did gouge out eyes. <sighs> yeah. Oh, that's fucking awful. I hope she was dead when it happened. That's so fucking terrifying. I hope that she was as well. Oh and actually, my God. I think that her eye sockets were gouged out and that they saw, Ew. like, the knife marks on Ew. it. On the eye sockets. Okay, just for the record, it's my job to tell a gory story. So. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hope yours isn't bad today because this one's a fucking doozy. Oh, that is a doozy. So after this murder, he didn't bother trying to resist his urges anymore. Okay. And believe- I don't feel like he was really resisting then uh (laughs) he went like three years and then nine year or nine months so i mean like those are willpower (laughs) those are good gaps trust me oh my god okay so then between july and september of 1982 he killed five more kids aged nine to 18 and they were boys and girls that's so sad his victims were generally children they were runaways and young homeless people at bus stops oh man and train stations and he would lure them into nearby forests under the pretenses of hanging out or showing them a shortcut uh-huh. or being like, hey, check out my sweet stamp collection. Like what? he had a whole, 
a whole fucking arsenal of shit that he would say, like, to lure these kids away. Oh, my God. And then he would overpower them, tie them up with their hands behind their backs, and stuff mud into their mouths <gasps> in an attempt to keep them quiet. Ew. He would usually stab them, oh. and he would also eviscerate them. Oh. Which is, like, fucking cutting them, their whole belly open, and getting their bowels out. Like, disembowel? Basically, yeah. Oh. Some were also strangled or beaten to death, and... Most had mutilation to the eye sockets caused by knives. This guy was, like, intense. Yeah. And yeah. was he, like, getting off every time he did this? Yeah. Yeah. There was, like, wow. semen found on some of their <gasps> clothing and stuff. No. Yeah. Ew, ew, ew. The adult victims that he did have were usually prostitutes or homeless women, and he would get into secluded areas with the promise of alcohol. Uh-huh. He would try to bone them, but would be unable to get it up or keep an erection. Why does he even try? Like, we all know. You can't I don't know. Get, yeah. Because he's got to be like, this is obviously sexually stimulating for yeah. him. So he's probably, like, aroused, but he's not Able physically to, aroused. Yeah. Like, it's I don't, so weird. I don't know the, the connection there. Yeah. But there has to be one. There's just, like, a misfiring to his dick. <laughs> <laughs> but not being able to keep it up, he would get really mad and... Some of the women even allegedly mocked him for being impotent. Oh, shit. Because they're, like, prosties, right? Yeah. And so then they'd be like, ah, you're not going to do anything. Plus you're being all roughed up and shit, yeah. Yeah. And so that would make him go fucking batshit crazy and send him into a rage. And then he would only reach orgasm when he was stabbing them. Jesus. He would lazily try to cover the body, like, he'd put no real effort into it. He well, didn't actually care. He just came. <laughs> right? He's like, oh, I have to go do this now. <laughs> but he, it was like he didn't care if they were found or not. Yeah. Well, clearly he was jizzing all over the crime scene. Like, he wasn't trying to hide anything. Yeah, but it was the 80s. I know. You do that now and your shit's fucked. Oh, but... you do that now and they're like, we have your address. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, on December 11th of 1982, he saw a 10-year-old girl at a bus stop named Olga... And he convinced her to leave the bus stop with him. And when she was found, she had been stabbed over 50 times. Holy fuck. He had ripped open her chest and Ugh. pulled out her bowels and uterus. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? <laughs> Ew. Yeah. yeah. From her chest? Yeah, I mean. Or well, like. Like, it's another evisceration, but he had, Jesus. like, ripped open her chest. He had, like, from her throat to her genitals. Holy Cut her open. Shit. And Ew, her uterus. Do you think he knew what it was? I do, and I'll tell you why later. Oh, no, I don't think I want to know. He had also gouged out her eyes. <sighs> and someone at the bus stop saw her leaving with a middle-aged man matching Andre's description. Yeah. And so then in January of 1983, police started a task force because they were now like, okay, we have a fucking serial killer, right? Yeah, and like, it's fucking Andre. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, let's get this shit under control. And so then in June of 1983, he murdered a 15-year-old girl named Laura. And by September, he had killed five more people. Oh, my God. So that's God. only like three months later. Jesus. At this point, most of the victims had the same type of wounds. Like, he was eviscerating them and then stabbing them and gouging out their eyes, which is fucking brutal yeah he definitely has a technique yeah and he's going for it full-fledged police were thinking that due to the savagery of the murders Mm -hmm. that they were dealing with either a satanic cult or perhaps someone trying to harvest organs uh they're like just a a dude wouldn't do this 
But were like organs ever missing other than the nipple? No, I don't think so. Well, tongues. Oh, tongues go missing later. Gross. Which I'll tell you about later. <laughs> yeah, that's not a that's not an organ you harvest. I don't think so either. Like, yeah. my tongue doesn't taste bacon as well as it should. <laughs> Give me a new one. I need a new one. So the profile of the killer that they had was a mentally ill person, perhaps homosexual, uh-huh. a pedophile, obviously. Yeah. And they checked psych wards and alibis of convicted pedophiles and homosexuals, which I don't know why they have homosexuals on a fucking register. Yeah, but it's because it was the fucking 80s. Yeah, in Russia. In some other like, Russia. Or UK, yeah. Ukraine, Soviet Union, wherever the fuck it is. Yeah. So police started interrogating young men and even had a few people confess to the murders. What? Because they were subjecting them to long and brutal interrogations. And so the confessions were coerced. Yeah. Three gay men and a convicted sex offender even committed suicide because of the allegations against them. That's so sad. So that's five people that have died so far. Like, I mean, everyone's innocent, but have died because of being... This guy's acts. Blamed, yeah, Yeah, again, for it. On the plus side, because of the investigations, more than 1,000 unrelated crimes, including 95 murders and 245 rapes, were solved. Holy shit. Yeah. So they were really trying. Yeah, they were like, I mean, I guess we can't find the murderer to that one, but we found this guy, right? That makes me think they weren't really trying before. <laughs> no, it doesn't seem like it, right? Yeah. But now yeah. they're like, fuck, we have a serial killer. The All boss right, is guys. really expecting results. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, look alive. So as they were getting these false confessions, they kept discovering bodies, proving those confessions to be false. Uh huh. And then on October 30th, 1983 police found the body of a 19-year-old sex worker named Vera. She had been eviscerated. She had died three days earlier. Her eyes, however, had been left alone. Interesting. So police were like, ah, it wasn't our guy, right? Uh, like, they were connecting a lot of them to him, yeah. but not all of them, because they're like, it wasn't exactly the same, it right? It didn't match the profile perfectly. Yeah. So then on December 27th, a 14-year-old boy was found murdered by a train station, and he had been castrated and stabbed oh. and slashed at least 70 times. Holy shit, these are like personal. Yeah. Well, that's how he gets off, is by stabbing. Oh my god. So he had also been eviscerated. In early 1984, Andre killed two ladies and a 10-year-old boy named Dimitri. When he was bringing the boy to a secluded area, he was even seen by several people who gave police detailed descriptions of him. Naturally. And when police found the body, they also found a footprint from the killer and semen and saliva on the boy's clothes. Uh-huh. Which I'm sure that they had semen samples from other ones as well, but this yeah. one was, like, noted. So yeah. I think I think in the end they ended up finding, like, 14 different samples of semen from different... Holy shit. Yeah. There's probably jizz on every crime scene. I think there was. I think there's jizz all around those crime scenes. <laughs> yeah. So then May 25th, 1984, Andre killed a lady named Tatiana... And her 10-year-old daughter. Oh, no. He had actually known Tatiana years before he had killed her. Holy fuck. Didn't say how he knew her. Yeah. But also, how fucking terrifying. Because you'd be like, oh, that's Andre. He's so nice. Andre. What's going on, man? It's been a long time. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you're a lady, and you have a 10-year-old daughter. Those are my two favorite things. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a fucking creep. 
So he continued killing people using the same MO, and then in the summer of 1984, his work accused him of stealing and asked him to resign, but he refused and denied the allegations, and so he was fired. Uh huh. He started getting more sadistic in the killings, where he would mutilate and disembowel them per usual, but mm-hmm. he also started inflicting wounds that wouldn't be immediately fatal to keep them alive and torture them. Oh my god, that's awful. One instance of this was a girl who was found with her upper lip cut off Ew. and shoved in her mouth. <gasps> what? What the fuck? What? What the fuck? What? Yeah. No. Yeah. In the end, Andre confessed to 56 murders and was linked to at least 53, but I'm not Whoa. sure what the count we're at is now. Yeah. Like, right now, in yeah. my storyline. Yeah. So... Like I said, I'm not naming them all, but he's fucking going through people like crazy. Yes, he is. I can't believe the number's that high and it took them that long to catch him when he's leaving like jizz and footprints and stuff all over goddamn crazy. And he's not even trying to like cover it up or anything. No, he just like throws a couple leaves over him. Yeah. And his fucking bite marks are everywhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (sighs) So in September 13th of 1984, Andre was seen by an undercover detective trying to talk to a couple of young ladies at a bus station. Mm -hmm. And they followed him and saw him trying to talk to another young lady. And he matched the description of the man they were looking for, so they arrested him at a market. Good. He was searched, and they found an 8-inch knife, rope, and a jar of Vaseline on him. Ew. Yeah. Since he was being investigated for allegedly stealing from his job, the police were able to hold him for a bit longer than normal. Yeah. And they took a sample of his blood, mm-hmm. and he was type A. Mm-hmm. And then six of the victims at this point yeah. had been found with testable semen on them, and it turned out to be type AB. And oh. so he was released for the murders. <gasps> he was sentenced to a year in prison for theft in regards to his job allegations, and he served three months and was released. Son of a bitch. But di- during those three months, there were no murders, right? Nope. Bum, 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 bum. Weird, right? Coincidence. Yeah. How odd. So after he got out of prison, he didn't kill again until August 1st, 1985. So that's almost a year later. Okay. So he was like, oop, they're on to me. Yeah. Like, I'm going to cool it for a little bit, right? Yeah. So he had gotten a new job at a locomotive factory and was on a business trip to Moscow. And he met an 18-year-old lady named Natalia at a train station. Uh Uh-oh. And he lured her into a nearby woods and stabbed her 38 times (sighs) and then strangled her to death. Damn it. Police thought that their serial killer had flown to Moscow, so they checked all the air travel, but they obviously missed him because he had taken the train for his locomotive company. Son of a bitch. Which... By the way, is a bit weird that they didn't think to check the train stations and stuff, seeing as most of his victims came from bus stops and train, <laughs> train stations. stations. Yeah. You would think they'd be like, this guy travels by train or yeah. bus. Yeah, he's Fucking always around these frequently. stations. But no, you're going to check the air. Like, God damn it. whatever, right? Also, you had this guy and you suspected him and then you released him and then it starts happening again. Yeah. And you know he works again, for like, a Later, mo- later. So yeah. they're like, maybe it was just a coincidence. Yeah, but you know he works for a fucking locomotive company yeah yeah god damn it so four weeks later he killed another girl back in his hometown so he's like oh i'm just gonna get back right on this train right and the police started staking out the train stations and bus stops again and the profile of the killer now was expanded to say that they believe the man they were looking for was between 45 and 50 years old he had a bad childhood and (sighs) was bad at talking to and flirting with women 
And they've also gathered that he was impotent and would only orgasm if the victim was in pain and suffering. Uh-huh. Which is fucking all spot on so far. Yeah, yeah. They're also starting to realize that his job requires him to travel. <laughs> and so, like, they start looking into the trains more. Yeah. All this time, Andre was following the cases in the newspaper and trying not to murder anyone, supposedly. <laughs> oh, my God. And he succeeded at that for almost a year. Uh-huh. And then on August 18th, 1986, he killed another victim named Irina. She was 18, and he slit her body open from her neck to her genitals. No. One of her breasts was removed. The whole thing? I guess. That's so weird. And her eyes were cut out. Ugh. This time, he made a decent effort to try to conceal the body, and police also considered that this might be why they believe that he had stopped for almost a year. Uh Because maybe he was just hiding the bodies better. Oh, so it's not that he had really stopped. It's just they weren't finding them. Yeah, maybe. In 1987, he had killed at least three more victims while on business trips. And none of these murders were linked to the serial killer in his hometown. Like, nothing was linked back to... Oh, okay. They thought they were separate. Yeah, they thought they were completely separate events. Even though they have all the same fucking hallmark signs. (laughs) Fucking exactly. (laughs) So then in 1988, he killed three more times, an unidentified woman and two boys in May and July. The woman was lured off a train and had her hands bound behind her back. Her mouth had been stuffed with dirt and mud, and he had cut her nose off her face. He cut her neck multiple times and then beat her to death with a slab of concrete. Holy shit. And she was linked to the other murders because of the knife wounds. Not the mud in her mouth. (laughs) Yeah, right? And so were the other two boys. Oh, that's so sad. So then in 1989, he killed a 16-year-old girl in his own daughter's apartment. What? While she wasn't there. Jesus. He dismembered her and hid her body in the sewer. Ew. But police didn't link her murder to the others because of the dismemberment and disposal. Like, it was a totally different way to do it. My God. Then he killed four more victims, and the police put up cameras in several of the trains and train stations. Yeah. And then in January 1990, he murdered an 11-year-old boy named Andre, which I was like, dude, what the hell? That's your your namesake. Yeah. (laughs) Jinx. (laughs) And a 10-year-old boy named Yaroslav. He emasculated and eviscerated them, and police put a large presence at the train stations that they were hoping would discourage the killer. Yeah. Fucking police officers in police uniforms yeah, at the train here. stations. Yeah. And they also put undercover police at smaller train stations in an attempt to, like, trap him into killing or there? striking yeah. at one of those stations. Okay. And they're like, we're going to fucking catch someone, right? Yeah, we got to get this guy. Yeah. On October 30th, police found the body of a 16-year-old boy at one of the stations. He had been strangled and stabbed 27 times Ugh. and castrated. He had the tip of his tongue severed and his left eye was stabbed. Ew. He had been killed 10 days before the start of the police presence at the train stations. Oh, shit. And then that same day that his body was found, Andre lured a 16-year-old boy named Victor off a train from a station that was being manned by police. Oh, my God. And he was able to go unnoticed and kill the boy in a forest. Holy shit. And then on November 6, 1990... Andre killed a 22-year-old lady named Svetlana, and he left her body in woodlands near a train station. 
and then when he went back up to that train station, police saw him go up to a well and wash his hands and his face. Uh-huh. And they noticed that he had grass stains and dirt on his clothes and his elbows. Oh, my God. And he also had what appeared to be a red streak on his cheek. Dun, 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 dun. And a deep cut on his finger. Oh, shit. Police checked his papers but had no reason to arrest him. Oh, no. But they noted the incident. So, like, yeah. we talked to this guy. Let's write him down, right? And were they like, oh, this guy was suspected of murder before. So, <laughs> on November 13th, they found Svetlana's body. And she was the 36th victim that police were linking to this killer. Uh-huh. Which, like, we know there are many more that they didn't link at this time. Yeah. But they checked the records from people stopped during that time that she would have been abducted and killed, and Andre's name was on the list. Oh, shit. He had also been questioned back in 1984 and was a suspect on a list in 1987. So they're like, all right, this guy's popped up three times now. Mm, I think we have a clue. Yeah, this is fucking fishy. Yeah. So police check his employment history and were able to link him to the locations of several of the murder victims that were out of town. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. And they also learn about his sexual assault complaints against him when he was a teacher. Uh-huh. So they're like, this is all fucking coming together. We've yeah, got, this picture is happening. Yeah, we've got a pedophile. He's at all the right places. Or the wrong places. Yeah. But. At the right time. Yeah. And he's been talked to like he's acted fishy. He looks fishy. Yeah. So then he was put under surveillance, and he was seen at train stations approaching young ladies and children, and he was arrested on November 20th, and when police strip-searched him, they noticed that one of his fingers had been severely bitten by a human. Oh, shit. His bone was broken, like his knuckle. Ew. And his fingernail was bitten off. Ew. And he was just cruising around town like that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he never went to the hospital because then they'd be like, what happened? Yeah. Well, I was trying to do some murdering. Yeah. And they didn't want to get murdered. Yeah. And they they said no. And I was like, no, but please. (laughs) But come on. So then a sample of his blood was taken and his blood came back as type A again. Uh Uh-huh. But I guess your semen's blood can be different blood type than your normal blood. Oh, interesting. Because they took a sample of his semen and it came back as AB. So that was the whole fucking reason that he got off before. Yeah, it was because his blood type didn't match. Yeah. But his semen type matches, which, I don't know, I find it so weird. Yeah, it is weird. So Andre confessed to 34 of the 36 murders that he was, they were accusing him of. Uh Uh-huh. And he gave full descriptions of the crimes. Why not just confess to all of them? Or is he like, I don't remember that one. I don't know. Yeah, like, why 34 of the 36? He's like, no, I definitely didn't kill that person. Yeah. Maybe it was like they accidentally linked him. Oh, maybe. To like, it was like an old guy. And he's like, that's not my MO. Yeah. So he said that he would typically inflict a multitude of knife wounds to the victim starting shallow in the chest area and eventually going deeper. Oh, no. Usually 30 to 50. No. Before he would eviscerate them while orgasming. Oh, my God. He would stay by the victim until they died. Oh, my God. And said that their cries gave him relaxation and a certain pleasure. What the actual fuck? Yeah. So when he was asked why he gouged out their eyes... He said that there was, like, an old Russian fucking wives' tale or something that basically he believed that the image of a murderer is imprinted on the eyes of the victim. Okay. 
And so he wanted to cut it out so that the police didn't have an image of oh, it. Oh, okay. I was like, in, but their brain could still hold that image when they're dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, okay. he wasn't taking it away from them as, like, a year It was taking away welcome. from, like, the police finding him or something? Yeah. Yeah, but then, like, why would you only do one eye? Well, in the end, he didn't believe that anymore, and so he stopped gouging out their eyes and like i think you're thinking of where he just stabbed one of them in the eye yeah like a yeah. little boy yeah he yeah, cut yeah. his tongue off or something i yeah. think and then stabbed yeah. him in the left eye yeah that one yeah this is a fucking like spot on <laughs> reenactment Listen, i am engaged <laughs> yeah. but i think that was after and so maybe he just stabbed him in the eye and to then halfway stab through the he's eye. like oh it doesn't fucking matter it's yeah just an old wives tale yeah or he like was just stabbing to be like fuck you right oh god that's awful so he also admitted to tasting their blood of course and he said that he would cut or bite off the tongue of his victims <laughs> as he eviscerated them how to bite off a tongue you have to like suck it up like a noodle or something in your mouth yeah i don't know how you get someone else's tongue in your mouth <laughs> if they don't want it yeah it's a muscle yeah i don't know okay i don't know especially biting it like i don't know remember that guy that couldn't bite that guy's dick off yeah arm and mivis yeah i feel like a tongue would be harder to bite off than a dick <laughs> yeah yeah especially with teeth in the way i don't know i don't, I don't think about either. it my tongue's long though so it'd be easier to bite my tongue off yeah but if you were getting murdered you're not gonna be like hey fuck you mm. no yeah i'd keep it in my mouth <laughs> yeah and i'd pull it away mm. so but while they were dying he would run around their body while holding their tongue in the air what the fuck <laughs> and he didn't say why he did that <laughs> like a victory lap yeah he was just he like was fucking flag yeah sometimes i bite their tongues off and i put it in my fucking hand and i hold it in the air and run around their body and i was like uh, what pardon <laughs> am i talking about what so you're not gonna like this part either okay i mean not that you've liked any of it no it's all fucking terrible he said that he chewed on the uterus and Ugh. testicles of some of his victims, Ugh. but that he discarded them after. Why would you chew on that? I don't know. I can't imagine either of them are, like, s savory. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say succulent. Yeah. <laughs> like I they, don't They know. sound like they'd be leathery. I don't Testicles know why. Testicles sound I've like. I've thought of this. I don't know why this is happening. I don't know either. I feel like a uterus would just be, like, like a liver, you know, like, mushy kind of really i would think of it like a stomach or something because it's like a yeah. balloon right yeah maybe like that my uterus is fucking wrecked from babies so <laughs> for sure don't eat mine well some of his victims were prostitutes but the Ooh. victim that had their uterus outside of their body was like a nine-year-old girl so yeah. oh she probably didn't have a baby oh god okay anyway on that note he said that he discarded the uterus and the testicles afterward yeah but he admitted to eating nipples and tongues no. of some of his victims no he, raw well yeah he's not cooking them i don't know fucking <laughs> like making a s'mores or something yeah i don't think you like brought him home to eat him i think oh, he was just like bite the nipple off and i'm like a little campfire it. Yeah, all right. Ugh. Oh, gross. So he was only charged with 36 murders, and he was eventually like, fuck it, and he came clean and confessed to 22 more murders. How do they remember this stuff? I don't know. That's crazy. He even showed police locations of some of the bodies that hadn't been discovered. Wow. So they're like, he said he killed fucking 56 people. He Jesus. did it. Jesus. He was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. Uh, yeah. But he was deemed fit to stand trial. Okay. And so he was tried in April of 1992 with 53 counts of murder. 
Wow. And he was found guilty of 52 murders. Uh-huh. I'm not sure why, but Okay. That. He was sentenced to death for each. Okay. And he was executed on February 14th, 1994, with a gunshot wound behind his right ear. Also, the pictures of this guy are fucking horrific. Are they? They're so scary. Ew. (laughs) I I feel like he has pointy teeth since he was doing so much, like, ripping and tearing of flesh. Yeah. Yeah. He has fucking crazy eyes and, like... I don't know. I don't know. They're not pointy teeth, but there's like a lot of them and they're kind of little. I don't know. Uh, it was little weird. goblin teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, God. I'm kind of excited for you to have to Google his name just to see all the crazy fucking pictures. He has yeah. crazy eyes. He has oh my for God. sure crazy eyes. So those will be on the website. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God. Am That's... I going to see a lot of murder scenes? No. Okay. That's the worst part about putting those pictures up. Which, by the way, did we mention that in your one episode with the. That girl from the coffee shop, Samantha. Yeah. And I was looking for pictures to put up on the website, and her picture popped up, the dead mm. one. Where After like, you said that, I Googled it because I was like, "Yeah, I have to see it too. Yeah. you were like, oh, I could see how they mistook her for she being alive. She looks alive, and yeah, she was she, there for two weeks. She just kind of looks like shocked, like, Jesus yeah. Christ, why am I here? I listened to another podcast, Crime Junkie covered it. Literally oh, really? the same week we released ours. <gasps> oh, no. Crime Junkie did it. Yeah. And she mentioned that he sewed her eyes open for that picture. Ew. That I didn't gross? know that. That's horrifying. Isn't that so gross? Anyway, oh, that's awful. So for anyone interested, Google it. I didn't put it on the website, but maybe I'll start like linking those kinds of pictures so that you could easily find it, but that you'll have to click on the link if you want to see it because yeah. I don't want to traumatize anyone. Yeah. You won't get assaulted by dead body pictures, but you, yeah. you could click at your own risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. All right. If I'm, like, willing to come across some of them. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. Goddamn. Am I right? Goddamn. That was really fucking intense. Yeah. People are awful. Yeah, they are. All right, Stacy, give me your story. Okay, here it is. Coming at you hot. Make it a happy one. <laughs> it's never going to be a happy one. I know. Our cases are all about murder. Just the wrong kind of podcast. Someone gonna die. <laughs> all right. So my story is about Randall Neese. All right. So in 1996, Randall, a.k.a. Randy, 30 years old, and Karen Neese was 26, and they were a husband and wife who lived in Fox Run Mobile Park in St. Charles County, Missouri. Okay. The two had just become new parents and had had a four-week-old son. Oh, how had they? Oh, they had (laughs) had. And the baby's name was Garrett. Okay. Fun fact. That is a fun fact. Randy was... I hope the baby lives. I I don't need this right now. I do, too. Okay. Based after the story that you just told us. <laughs> Randy was ecstatic to be a new dad. Yeah. Because he wanted to be a better father to his child than his father had been to him growing up. Okay. That makes sense. Everyone wants to be better. Yeah. Than what they had. I guess Randy grew up in like a really rough house with parents who were often absent. Ooh. And it was like a totally normal thing for him and his brothers to come home from school and none of the parents would be home and the doors would be locked so they'd have to go to their neighbor's house and ask for a fucking key to get into the goddamn house mm, listen <laughs> was there. that your story too <laughs> my life i broke into this house more times than i can count <laughs> <laughs> why didn't they just give you a key um you know i don't want to make another key i don't know yeah, yeah i don't know why i didn't have a key for a while but they were like we'll pick you up and then they didn't and so then i'd like after you know six hours of waiting you're like i'll just walk and Jesus so then you Christ. walk home and then you're like they're not home yet because they get home at five thirty or 6 <laughs> and it's three so oh i'd go my to my neighbor's God. house but it was like because they were home from school too and i would just play with them 
because I don't think they had a key either. It's I think literally parents a, are crazy. It's literally a miracle you're still alive right now. It literally <laughs> is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, it sounds like Randy had a similar childhood, but he had older brothers and shit. So, like, their house became, like, the place to hang out and they'd, like, run gambling rings and shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. We never had uh, gambling rings, but I did have an older brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he would boost me in the windows. <laughs> It's so it's almost the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this guy doesn't murder people. <laughs> well, Randy had two other really close childhood friends growing up. And despite all the ruckus and shit that he grew up in, the two friends were so close that they helped keep each other out of trouble. Like they were really active in church and all this other oh, shit. So good. they were like the three musketeers and they were super close and they were good kids. All right. So one of the two close friends ends up dying in a car accident. Oh, no. And Randy takes it really, really hard. And he begins to abuse drugs and hang around the wrong crowd. Yeah. And so he kind of turns into a little bit of a bad apple. Okay. And so Randy's history of drug abuse started to become a real problem with Karen after the baby was born. Uh-huh. Because she's like a new mom and she's like... I I don't need this around my kid. Yeah, and I need fucking help here. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, no, you can't go do blow. You got to wake up and get the baby. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. So she was fed up with his shenanigans. And on March 22nd, 1996, Karen decided to go to her sister-in-law's house, and she took the baby with her. Uh Uh-huh. And she wanted to just get away from Randy for a little bit and, like, go vent and bitch, you know? Yeah. So she goes over there, and they're, like, talking shit. So that night, she comes home, and Randy's home, and she tells him that she wants him to pack up his stuff and leave. They're over. Like, they're done. You're not coming around here with, you know, with our baby, and you're high as fuck. That's fucking valid. Yep. Everything is valid. Yeah. But he doesn't leave that night. The couple go to bed in, like, separate rooms. Yeah. And he goes to sleep in their bedroom, and Karen falls asleep on the living room couch. Um, first of all. That's fucked up. That's reversed. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think the druggie should be on the couch. Agreed. But. You're going to agree more here in a minute, because. But also, if, like, my spouse that I was divorcing fell asleep in the bed, I wouldn't make the fight of getting them out of the bed to go sleep on the couch. I'd just be like, fuck this guy. I'm going to sleep over here. Yeah. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I just don't want to be next to you. Exactly. So I could see it. Yeah, but it yeah, is yeah. flipped. Yeah, it's, it ain't right. That ain't right. <laughs> well, it's not right because early in the morning, Randy wakes up. I'm talking early, like 5 o'clock in the morning. Ew, gross. Yeah. <laughs> and he decides to do some cocaine and get high. Oh, start your day off right. Breakfast yeah. of champions. Yeah. And about an hour later, he decides that he's going to go wake up Karen. So for sure, she should have got the bed that night. <laughs> yeah. If you can be waking up this early and cruising around the goddamn house, fucking sleep on the couch. Also, you're going to wake me up at 6 in the morning? Get out of here. If I have a newborn baby, either I, A, am already awake because of the baby, <laughs> or B, need my goddamn precious sleep because of the baby, and Seriously. I'll wake up when the baby does. Fucking you don't get right. to wake me up. No. Fuck you. Get out of here. Yeah. Okay, so maybe he woke up at like 4 or something, because it's like around 5 in the morning that he wakes up Karen. Oh. Yeah, no, I would cut a bitch. I would fucking slice your throat open. Yeah. And let the blood pour down your body. (laughs) We're not crazy. (laughs) Okay, so he wakes her up, right? Uh Uh-huh. And he's like, let's discuss our relationship issues. Because I have some points now that I'm on fucking crack. Yeah, I've got some points to make, and I'd like for you to hear them Mm -hmm. this fucking early in the morning. And Karen's like, no, 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 get the fuck out of here. I don't want to talk to you about this shit. Like, go away. You're high. Leave me alone. Yeah. And he ignores the fact that she doesn't want to talk to him and decides that he's going to lay next to her on the couch and to continue to try to have this conversation with her. Mm -hmm. Really get the fuck out of the way. Like, don't try to lay on my couch when I'm laying on the couch. There ain't no room, first of all. No, I hate that shit. Second of all, I'm trying to sleep. 
Yeah. And now you're touching me. First of all, me. I don't want to be near you yeah. if I'm trying to divorce you. Yeah. And then, like, claustrophobia. Ugh. Yeah. We're not sharing the goddamn couch. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So he starts trying to touch and grope her. Oh, gross. Yeah. And she gets pissed and shoves him off the couch. Like, get the fuck off me. Yeah. And Good. He, he climbs back up on the couch with Karen and lays down and attempts to engage in foreplay with her. So he's not picking up what she's putting Fucking down. Fucking gross. Yeah. And Karen continues to protest, and Randy forces himself on her and removes her pants and her underwear. Oh, my God. And while Karen is trying to fight him off, he attempts to have sex with her. That is so fucking gross. Right? Fucking right. Especially if you're like, I don't want anything to do with you. Go away. Yeah. Like, it's bad when it's a stranger, but it's bad when it's like... The person that you, you loved trust. and trust. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's not the person that you married. Like, I didn't agree no. to have sex with this person. No. I agreed and, to have sex with the person And her baby's four weeks old. Can we discuss <gasps> no, that? No. No. You're supposed to wait six. Yes. Minimum. Yeah. And even yeah. then, you're like, are you sure, Doc? Can you write me a note? Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Ever I'm again. Terrified. I'm never having sex. Yeah. Ugh. <sighs> That is fucking awful. Yes. What a fucking piece of shit. Yes. Yes, I agree with everything that you just said. So Karen goes, quote unquote, ballistic, according to Randy. Yeah. As she fucking should. Yes. Get your fucking dick out of me. And (laughs) they begin to struggle. Karen yells rape. And Randy covers her mouth with one hand and grips her neck with the other and begins to choke her. Jesus. Whoa. Overreaction, bro. Yeah. And so she grabs a lamp that's on the end table, and she ends up grabbing the lampshade itself, which is made of glass, and she swings it at Randy. God damn. He blocks it, and the lampshade shatters, sending shards of glass everywhere. And so Karen sees the opportunity and grabs a shard of glass and slashes at Randy what like a knife. What the fuck? And it makes contact with his hand and slices his hand open. Oh, my God. <sighs> And then Randy gets pissed, right? He's like, whoa, you just sliced me open. Yeah. So he grabs the glass from Karen (gasps) and slashes at her fucking throat. No. And cuts it open. And he continues to slash at her, causing 30 wounds. Oh, my God. Holy shit. And they fall to the floor together. And Randy begins to choke Karen again. He squeezes her neck so hard that his finger went through one of the <gasps> knife wounds and into her fucking flesh. Oh, my God. Ew. That is so awful. Ew. And Karen fought back, and she shoved her thumb into Randy's eye. Get it, girl. Fucking, how is she still moving? Like, yeah. I have no idea. So Randy responds by headbutting her and knocking her out. And then one account said that he bit her neck. Oh, my God. With I, all of the knife wounds in it? I didn't find that in the actual court documents. I don't know if that was just, like, another article got it wrong or what, but it says yeah. he bit her neck. Hearsay. Yeah, hearsay. Yeah, but that's really gross with all the fucking knife wounds and shit. That is so gross. So now she's knocked out, and he continues to choke her until she's not responsive. And then he stands up, kicks her in the head, <gasps> and stood on her fucking neck for what? an additional five to ten minutes to make sure she was dead. Minutes? Minutes. Do he you know how long a minute there. is? What the fuck? And you're standing on someone's neck. That is so fucking awful. Oh, my God. So this guy went batshit crazy. Well, what kind of drugs was he on? Cocaine. That oh, Seriously? It was just cocaine? That's all the fucking report said was he took a little bump of cocaine. I mean, I'm not... I've never done coke. I don't know what it does to you. I don't either. But I figure that would be like a fucking bath salts or like PCP or 
you know, all of the crack, even the court documents kept saying that it was a cocaine psychosis. So I don't know what that means or why it would be like, I don't know if it's like bad cocaine and it induces this or some people just can't do cocaine because it creates a psychosis or whatever. I guess maybe it could have been like days, too, because don't usually go on like binges. Yeah. Yeah. And she had just talked to him about it. So maybe. But it was dubbed like a cocaine psychosis. Well, what the fuck? What the actual fuck? So she's dead, right? Yeah. And then he runs out of the house into the street. And a neighbor of Randy's, her name is Renee Beal. She hears a dog barking and a man yelling that he needs something. And so she looks out of her kitchen window, like, to see what's going on. And she sees Randy with his sweatpants and underwear around his fucking ankles. What the fuck? And he has no shirt on, and he's coming straight for her door. Nope. 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 Lock that shit. Nope. Deadbolt. Nope. Fuck that. (laughs) Right? Close the windows. Also, how the fuck do you run with that shit around your ankles? He's probably running kind of slow. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) yeah, little baby steps. Yeah. So he opens the front door and he comes flying in and he (gasps) lands on her couch. What? Yeah. And she's still in the kitchen like, what the fuck? And then she ran out of the house because fuck that. Yeah, get me the fuck out of here. Well, he stands up, he pulls up his pants, and he goes into the kitchen where Renee is. (gasps) And they start yelling at each other. She's like, get the fuck out of my house, you crazy person. That's exactly what she was yelling at. I'm like, get out of the fucking house. And he's yelling at her that he needed help because, quote unquote, they were after him. And she needs to call 911 for him. Yeah, I'll call 911 as soon as you step outside. Yeah, yeah, I'm calling 911. That's for goddamn certain. Yeah. (laughs) But Renee's boyfriend had been home, and he heard the fucking ruckus, and he goes into the kitchen to see what the heck is going on, and it, like, scares Randy off, and he books it into their fucking bedroom. What? He goes into their bedroom, and guess what he does? What? He sits on the TV. What? Yeah. Where was the TV? I can only imagine, like, on their dresser. Like That's where normal TVs go. Like... On like, a stand, at least. He, like, scaled the dresser and then just sat on it. That's this is so 96, so they're all, like, actual box TVs. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, like, a flat screen. Yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Fucking weird. And was he just, like, swinging his legs up there? Like, what? <laughs> do, do, do. What is he doing? That would scare me more than a fucking man with no pants running at me. Right? Like, okay, what the fuck Why is actually happening Why are you still here? in my home? Yeah, this like, is fucking weird. Okay, so then Randy jumps off the TV and he runs back into the kitchen and then he runs out of the house through the back door. Okay. And Renee says that Randy was like, obviously super out of it and clearly high on drugs. Yeah. Like she knew. Yeah. Like his pupils were probably dilated or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like he wasn't fucking there. Yeah. Well, this is also his neighbor. So she presumably has met him before. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So another neighbor, Ruth Lovell, mm-hmm. she was putting her trash in the dumpster and was on her way to work when she heard a bunch of screaming. And so she gets back into her car and then all of a sudden she sees Randy running in between two trailers with no shirt on and just his sweatpants. Okay. And he at least was, he got them up. Yeah, at least he kept them up, right? So he was screaming and he had a broom in his hand. And then he proceeded to jump on the hood of Ruth's car. (laughs) What the fuck? And Ruth starts yelling at him, like, get off my fucking car. If you don't get off, I'm going to hit you and run you over. Yeah, you crazy person. You fucking maniac. What the fuck? So he climbs off the hood of the car, and then he tries to get into her car. No. Why aren't these people locking everything that they have? Please tell me that she had her goddamn car locked. What the fuck? No, no, no. He got the door open. Oh, my God. He was going for the passenger door. He gets the door open, and Ruth guns it because she's like, not today, motherfucker. Yeah. (laughs) And she guns it. 
And he holds on to the door and they're both just like screaming <gasps> like crazy. And he's being drug along and eventually he lets go and he falls to the pavement oh and then God. he rolls into a ditch. What the fuck? And then Ruth goes to work because that's where she was going. And I'm just going to finish this day. I'm not going back home. Well, but when she gets there, that's when she calls the cops. And uh-huh. I'm sure other people had called the cops also. Yeah, but, yeah. But like she didn't have a cell phone yeah. or anything. So a little after 6 a.m., so like an hour after waking up fucking Karen, uh-huh. the police show up and find Randy in the ditch and he's all kinds of tore up. This all took place in less than an hour yes yes Jesus christ his pants were like past his butt and his butt was all cut up and he had like abrasions and shit from being drug on the pavement yeah road rash yeah and randy told the police that the devil had come to get him and someone was under the police car so he was fucking tripping balls jesus right he also said quote unquote that bitch tried to kill him and she had tried to strangle him and they're like what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah, you're being weird. And so the police go, you're being like, weird right now. <laughs> you're being super fucking weird. I, I, I mean, it like was it. okay up until this point. <laughs> yeah. I was okay with your behavior, but nobody's tried to strangle you. You're being weird. <laughs> and you started talking about the devil. So now I'm out on you. Yeah. So the police go and check out the niece's trailer and they find Karen laying lifeless on the floor with her pants ripped off and she was spread eagle as if she had been sexually assaulted. Oh my god. And she was clearly dead. <gasps> Did he sexually assault her after she died? I don't know, but he like attempted to have sex with her, so I'm not yeah, sure but, if he succeeded or what. Yeah, but like if you attempted to have sex with a person and then you're like being strangled, <sighs> you... I mean, I would probably close my legs, like, in, like, a don't fucking touch me kind of way. Like, but maybe he was, like, in between her legs, like, maybe. strangling her and shit. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I don't fucking know, man. Okay. But they perform an autopsy, and it was determined that she had died from asphyxiation by manual strangulation, and that she had, I can't remember the wording, but it was something along the lines of, like, suggested sexual assault. So maybe they didn't find, like, semen or anything there. But like, or if they did, they were like, well, they were husband and wife. Who knows if it happened Yeah. now? I was going to say suggested sexual assault could also be you gave birth four weeks ago. Because oh. if you looked at any oh, hoo-ha after four weeks. It's damaged no it, matter what. It looks like there's suggestion of sexual assault. <laughs> it's fucking tore up. It's been assaulted. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> By a goddamn baby punching so maybe its they way like, out of your uterus. Maybe they also weren't able to tell if it was Ugh. that or if it was like oh my god this poor woman Ugh, that's awful yeah so the paramedics take randy to the hospital and the police question him there and randy seemed to be behaving abnormally still and he had like this wild wide-eyed look in his eyes mm-hmm. and his eyes kept like rolling back into his head and he would fade in and out of consciousness so maybe you're right that it was like a binge yeah I wonder, can they, like, I don't know, pump your stomach for that? Like, what can they do? Can they flush know. your system somehow? Maybe give you some fluids? Yeah. Oh, like, to no. get it out of your system faster? Or do you just have to ride that shit out? I don't know, because it wasn't that much longer before he, like, becomes a little more aware. Coherent? Yeah, at 8 a.m., which I'll tell you about after I mention this bullet point, which was, this is weird to me. He was laying flat on his back, like, at the hospital. Uh-huh. But the police describe him as his body was pacing. So he was, like, jittery? I don't fucking know what that means. Yeah. But they were like, this guy is on some shit. Like, he doesn't look normal. I wonder if that's a 
technical term for a thing because like you know how your heart can like yeah you you have a fucking pace or whatever yeah maybe it's like a technical term like if he was like jumping jumping around around or something like maybe that's what pacing is maybe i thought that was really weird it's not like he's like just literally trying to walk back one way and the other yeah (laughs) (laughs) maybe he was though in place in his bed yeah just his little legs are moving fucking weird that's fucking scary though right so then, by 8 a.m., he was awake enough to waive his Miranda rights, and he confessed to the murder of his wife, Karen Neese. Wow. So At least he's fucking owning up to it. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't think he could lie. <laughs> yeah. It's like, covered in her blood. He and could his be own. like, I don't remember, I was on a fucking drug-induced psychosis. That's true, and that's actually one of his, like, defenses later, mm. when he tries to, like, appeal some shit. And then they're like, yeah, but you confessed to everything and told us the details. Exactly. So you did remember. He said that after he murdered her, he thought that he saw a guy with a gun wearing a black coat chasing him. And that's when he had, like, the broom and had jumped on Ruth's car. So he was, like, explaining everything that he was seeing and shit. On four separate occasions, the police got a confession out of Randy. And he, like, detailed the whole timeline of the murder. And they even got the confession on audio. So exactly. Like, you can't claim that you didn't do this or that you don't remember it because you told us everything. Yeah. The whole murder instance took approximately 45 minutes. From, like, the time he started this whole fucking talk with Karen till he got arrested or found in the street. You know what's really sad, too, is that he is the one that had to tell the police and what happened or whatever that like he tried to lay on the couch with his wife and she told him no and he got back up and she told him no and then he tried to have foreplay with her and she told him no like he knew that yeah deep in his brain even if this was all covered by drugs and fueled by drugs yeah deep in his brain he knew what he did and that it was wrong yeah yeah that's awful yeah that's sad it's so gross like and was this the first time or did he do this to her before yeah right like maybe this is just the first time that she fought back yeah it's so sad so he was convicted of attempted forcible rape and first degree murder and he was given the death penalty god damn yeah good yeah randy tried to appeal his case in many ways like most notably he cited like ineffective counsel Mm -hmm. because he claims his lawyer didn't do shit to like defend him Listen, buddy. Yeah. It's really hard to do. Yeah. Not a miracle worker. Anything you find online, this is mostly what the case is about, is his appeal. And I didn't really write much on it because, quite honestly, I don't give a fuck what this guy is trying to say to get out of it. I just wanted to tell the story. Yeah. But one of the main things was, like, his lawyer didn't bring in the fact that he was high on cocaine when all this murder shit happened. And so his whole defense of being like, hey, this is a cocaine psychosis, like, thing, he brought up more about his childhood and how you know he grew up in a rough house and all this other stuff instead of saying like yo he wouldn't normally do this but he was on cocaine and it made him do this or whatever so yeah like it's not an excuse but also it's not his normal personality yeah yeah which it would have been a way better defense than what his like lawyer went with because if you're going with like oh it's his childhood i'd be like oh so he's a serial killer yeah yeah yeah. it's just been waiting for the moment it's in his body yeah exactly Yeah. yeah so he appeals like a handful of times and they were denied every time and he's still on death row and so it was really hard to find anything on karen i had to dig so hard to find anything and this is what i got so i'm gonna tell you a little bit about her all right karen was born in 1969 and when she was nine her father had died of kidney cancer 
Growing up, she was a cheerleader and on the band's color guard. That's nice. Yeah. And she was also very close to her brother, and they would always go fishing and swimming together. And she was close with all of her grandparents and would often visit her grandma in the nursing home where she lived. Aww. And I guess the grandma had, like, Alzheimer's and everything, so she didn't have, like, the best memory. And Karen had planned to go visit her grandma with her baby boy, Garrett, to go take pictures yeah. together. But she never got the chance to do that because she That's was murdered. So sad. Here's the saddest part, and it's my last little bullet. But Karen's mom said that after Karen died, the grandma never asked about her because of her dementia. And her mom never had the heart to tell her that Karen was dead. Let me just bring this down. I know. Karen God. looks like she's about to cry. Yeah, that's so sad. Isn't it? I don't, I think I would have done the same thing as Karen's mom. Yeah. I don't think I would have had the heart to tell her. No. That this person that your granddaughter that you had a good relationship with and everything, like, mm-hmm. oh my God. Isn't like, my grandma awful? would be so heartbroken. Fuck yeah, that's fucking terrible. Oh. And like died at the hands of your husband what a dick what a fucking asshole right anyway so everything i've read about randy being in prison and everything is that he's like a model inmate and he's like a yeah, part he's not of on all drugs these... yeah exactly and he's a part of all these programs kind of like how they explained him in childhood that he wasn't a bad kid it's like the drugs made him do bad things once he started doing drugs that's when he started to turn yeah so, Which I have a certain amount of sympathy for a person whose best friend dies because I would fucking kill myself if you died. Yeah, that would suck. But. And he never got, like, therapy or anything for it either because his mom was awful and, like, didn't really yeah. care. But, but you still. have a four-week-old child yeah. to, like, fucking shape your shit up for. Yeah, you don't keep doing drugs. No, you could be like, you know what, that was really sad and everything, but, like, I am a dad now. Like, yeah. I have to, I have to act right. Yeah. I w- Especially if you're if trying to be a better dad than your dad was to you or whatever that's it is. That's what's so crazy. Did your dad fucking murder your mom? Yeah, Jesus. You turned out to be a little worse. Yeah. How's the kid? Do you know? I don't know. They didn't say anything about the little boy. Yeah, they're usually protected. Yeah. So uh, that's my goddamn story. Well, goddamn. Fuck. <laughs> those, those are rough ones today. I know. They're really sad. They're really downers. Yeah. Okay, guys. Let's turn this fucking around. Yeah. Hey, we have a goddamn today. <gasps> do we? Do you think that'll perk everybody up? It'll perk me up. All right. Let's do it. And I'm who matters. <laughs> you are who's matters. Who's matters here? Who's the matters here is use. <laughs> okay. Here it comes. This is from Jackie Wood again, and this time it's her son's goddamn. Oh, well, goddamn. She's making it a fucking family affair. Yeah, she is. I wonder if he listens. What's up, Jackie Wood's son? <laughs> What's up? Goddamn. <laughs> well, goddamn. I like the rasp. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you, Jackie. Thank You're always you. so fun. You are. You're the best. Oh, man. You knew it was going to happen. We did it. We yep. delivered. <laughs> everybody send your goddamns in yeah we love hearing them they make us so happy and do we have any other big announcements oh we do have let me answer my own question we do have another announcement that's exciting do we yeah our second patreon we just released it yesterday <gasps> we did everybody go to our fucking patreon and check that shit out heck yeah go donate and listen to some more murder more murder you can find it on our website isgdpodcast.com or you can go to patreon forward slash isgdpodcast patreon.com slash isgdpodcast okay there you go that one fuck it yeah we don't know if it's forward or backward also 
find us on social media. We are on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, we are. At ISGD Podcast. Come tell us how much you love us so we can feel good about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also tell us how much you love us by subscribing, rating, and reviewing us on whatever the fuck you listen on. Because yeah. that's so exciting. That's always exciting. I have to say, the people who take the time to leave a fucking review are special kind of people in this goddamn world. They really are. I need to get better at reviewing who I listen to. I know, right? Because it seriously means so goddamn much. Right? I would say that's like 50% of the excitement that comes behind yeah. podcasting are those reviews that you get. It's very validating. It is so so validating. <laughs> Someone else thinks we're funny. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we have email. You can email us stuff at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. You can send us mail at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Uh-huh. And then also, don't forget to go check out our merch because Aaron added a bunch of shit. Oh, yeah. I did add a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Is that all? I think so. Later, losers. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from Nordic True Crime Podcast. Norway reeling from twin attacks. First, a suspected car. Quick was known as Sweden's worst serial killer. Quick was convicted. Kim Vahl disappeared after boarding Madsen submarine in Copenhagen Harbor last August. Terrorism. Miscarriages of justice. Serial killers, disappearances, from the known to the lesser known, we give you true crime from the dark and frozen regions of Northern Europe. This is Nordic True Crime. Subscribe to our bi-weekly episodes on iTunes, Spotify or on your podcast provider. And find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Nordic True Crime.